Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris. Joel Thomas in the chopper, get me the fuck out of California. I can't do that. I'm way down right now. I got two bags of money I just stole from Zelensky, baby. We're going in. We're going in. Brat! Brat! Yeah, y'all, I love... The guests we have on coming on this week, I cannot wait. These guys are hilarious. Um, they do have guests on, but I think they hold their weight by themselves, too. I'm giving you guys some props there. You guys are really funny. Um, please let everybody know up front who you are, where to find you, and then we'll just get into some crazy shit today, y'all. Let's do it. Uh, so I'm Joe. Jen's my wife. Ben's Hello. my brother. And Lene is Ben's girlfriend. And we are all for Legit Bat. And you can find us anywhere you get podcasts. And Rockfin, we do some stuff on YouTube. And that's that's pretty much Instagram. it. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Follow Instagram for some dank memes. Uh, but we, we talk about pretty much everything you guys talk about. Just whatever comes to mind while we're drinking and or smoking. So it's always just a fun time. We don't, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Which is good because, like, what's the point of doing this if we're, like, super serious about it? Like, like everybody gets a little too wild, like, where they're like, boring, man. It has to be entertaining. You can say the news entertaining and make fun of it because it's hilarious. And it's always easy to make fun of. So why not? On both oh, sides, so too. Terrible. You can make fun of the left and the right. And it's just as funny. And just as easy. <laughs> that one right there, I'll tell you what. Because uh, we give it to both sides and it's funny. We give it one side, they think we're rolling with the other side, and then we give it the other side, they think we're rolling with the other side, and it just becomes a, a hilarious thing for Sean and I. So we get to sit back and just watch the mayhem a lot of times, 
But really our whole goal is just to unravel the truth in a fun way and just be able to kind of see through the mist. And at the end of the day, when you walk away from it, you know, try to grow yourself, try to connect with other people. And, you know, I think that's the basis of how we combat the system is really, truly connecting with other people. Yeah, that was kind of the goal in the beginning anyway. And it's led to uh, meeting a lot of cool people like yourselves. And it's actually meeting, or led to meeting with people in real life, too, not just over Zoom or, you know, video conferencing. We've met tons of people in real life that we've only met on the Internet. And it's always awesome. It's great. Probably my favorite thing I've done in the last three years. Also super scary for other people to hear us talk about that when we're like, we shared an Airbnb with two other podcasters and a fan that we had never met in person for five days. And we just were banking on the fact they weren't going to murder us in our sleep. And everything turned out great. We, we just got drunk and had a great old time. did not time. get murdered. <laughs> Are you sure? No. A lot of people thought we were, though. <laughs> I'm not sure we're actually alive right now, so... <laughs> me and joe i mean that's how me and joe man we met through like i didn't know him prior to doing all this and i was just doing uh kill the mockingbirds and me and joe became friends through the internet and we met and, and we didn't kill each other either nice not yet Good job guys nothing's off the table <laughs> hey i didn't say yeah, yeah yeah yet is the key word i especially if i don't get out of this state pretty soon i was telling joe uh, before you guys got on that, like, so it takes four hours to fly from Detroit, Michigan to LAX. First of all, everybody pay the extra money. I fucking was being cheap because I, I'm out here for two funerals. So I was like, I'm trying to be cheap, man. I'm just trying to get out of there. I went spirit. Fuck that shit. Uh, fuck them the all the way. Sucked, and, and I got a middle seat. So I was already bad. The, the ice storm, we barely got out of the ice storm. It took like 45 minutes to de-ice the plane. We're like, all right, cool. Fuck it, man. Just get there. Then... It takes to go 60 miles, so four hours to fly from a state, like, that's 3,000 miles away. To go 60 miles from LAX to Ontario, it took me three and a half hours in traffic. It, I was like, I immediately, I looked at my brother, I said, we need to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> well, that's oh, yeah. how our trip went so far. <laughs> LAX I mean, part is a dick. A... Sorry, man, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. It's not, it's <clears throat> not just the driving that sucks in LAX. The people actually suck more than the driving and that that's 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 putting some high high bars on that area it's it's such a horrible place i think there's some good people but i will say the problem is is that everybody there's so many people that everybody's like at a level 10 like you know what i'm saying everybody's just like oh. all the time like you can't it's like, like new york <laughs> yeah except new york I, I heard a great uh, example of what la is like and it's that somebody stepped on new york and scraped it off on the beach and that's what la is <laughs> a shithole no offense to anybody who's from there but we're from the way I am different part of california there, so. <laughs> well, yeah or take offense yeah. i don't care <laughs> and i still hate it i mean like uh there's only like a couple people left out here that i come out and i'm like if you guys just moved to michigan i don't even have to come here ever again <laughs> there's only a couple of people left in this world that i'm like i would like to be around you more yeah <laughs> It's true. The circle, as you get older, the circle does start uh, wielding down. But uh, I, I didn't really get so I haven't been able to check a lot of the news. I've just been doing the whole like, hey, what do you do now? You know, you haven't seen people in forever. And they're like, so what, what do you do for work? You know what I mean? Like the well, and then you're this it's such a boring conversation. But at least I got some people. I was like, well, you know, you can leave me a five star rating on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <Is that fun? laughs> 
Well, it's funny too because now with with after the pandemic and everybody being at home and now everything is a big deal. It's like you end up running into people that either you don't talk to very often or it's been a while since you guys actually like really connected and it's like the surface like oh so what are you doing after what are you doing for work and then it's like you know that they want to tear into something juicy but they don't know where you stand on it and so then you end up talking to people and it's just kind of like this like ah we got to talk about the fluffy stuff or i it's like a 50 50 now as to whether or not you're going to get into a conversation about something that you actually want to talk about and it just explode especially online yeah, people walk on eggshells, especially with the political stuff. But then somebody says one keyword or one thing where you're like, ah, yeah, we're going to get along. Like when you're talking shit on people wearing masks alone in their car, I, you're my people. Come over. Is that how your relatives yes. are, Sean? Are they like that? Do they are they all like vaxxed and all about that or are they against it? I don't fuck with any of my the only people that I fuck with that is my family <laughs> is my mom, my brother. And my sister, I've cut everybody off way before, you know, like way before 2020, so like I already like was like, fuck you, you're out. Fuck you, you're out. Like I even tell people like I go as far as be like, don't even tell my exist. Don't even mention, yeah. don't put a picture of me on Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook. I'm like, they don't need to know anything. For all they know, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm gone. I, or I flew off and I live in Brazil. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I know there's a lot of people. So when I did see a lot of those people, like a lot of them, because the one person that passed away that went to the funeral was my brother's uh, best friend. So like it sucked. He's a cool dude. Love the guy. And then it just so happens uh, that my buddy, his my best friend that moved to Michigan, his mom passed away and the funerals were on the same time. Like what? what like, oh, how does that fuck. work, man? I was like, if more people could pass away at the same time, I can go. I can go. You know I mean? Way more efficient. <laughs> Yeah, very convenient in a couple of days. (laughs) Yeah, super convenient for me. It's like the end of Wedding Crashers where they, (laughs) you know, they blow up uh, funeral crashers as kind of like a side joke. It's like if you got a bunch and they're all just one door down, you know, say your condolences, say your condolences and get get drunk. That's the way to do it. That's the best part for me. Just like weddings and funerals. I'm like, uh, when's the reception? Let's just go to the reception and start drinking. That's we're on. That's my part. My time to shine. And when you were saying, though, I was talking to a lot of people. Yeah, oh yeah, you got a podcast. Yeah, and then right away I just go, it's about conspiracies. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> just, just weed them out right at the beginning. I straight up tell new people not to listen to our show because, especially if it's coworkers, they're like, <laughs> "What? You have a podcast?" I was like, "Nah, it's just a thing. Just, nobody knows about it." My like, whole family no, doesn't even it? know that we do a show because they're all from Boston and like fully vaxxed, and I love them so much, but I don't want them to listen ever because I bash on the people they love, like Fauci and Bill Gates, all of the experts, you know. Yeah, that's how my girl's uh, family is. We've been together almost seven years, and, and you know, I get. I love her family, but man, they are the absolute epitome of everything I despise. And they're such nice people. And they've been so nice to me, brought me into their family. I mean, love me. And I get over there, and especially during the pandemic, well, her, okay, her one brother is a nurse. There you go. This Uh. guy is like, I mean, when I say like juggles like Fauci's balls, like straight up, juggles them all over the place. And it is, and he's got that pretentiousness about him. Such a nice guy, though. Right. But he's got that air, like, I'm a nurse, I know. And it's like, yeah. no, you don't. You're just doing what they told you to do because, hell, the doctor above you doesn't even know shit. They're just doing what they need to do to get this paycheck or move along uh, whatever propaganda that they need, need to move along. And it's it's so crazy just watching the evolution during that time of, 
how they would just, I mean, they even questioned having us over for certain holidays and stuff because oh my we God. were not vaxxed. And it's like, it, and we pushed back pretty hard. Um, and, and my girl's like, she gets fired up too. Cause she told her mom, she's like, I don't give a shit. We just won't be there. Then you'll never see us again. And so they didn't want that. Right. So of course it all kind of settled down. But what we did was that really helped out that I noticed and made them a little more open was I didn't talk about that shit when I was over there. I made it about family and I made it about like how much that they meant to us. And we just kept things very like, I wouldn't say surface level because we were deep on other areas, but when it came to that, I just ignored them. I'd act like it didn't exist. I just went about my day. I started talking about football, whatever the hell that they wanted to talk about. I just kept it in a different scope. And I learned that over those like two to almost like, oh, shit, man, three and a half years now, um, that went a long way because now like some things aren't adding up to them too now. Right. And it's like now they're asking questions or they're needing to know this or that. And we just kept it very even kill outside of her one brother who didn't get vaxxed and his girl, uh, her family's just super anti whatever. And she basically told him like, you do that. She's like, I'll divorce you. So he, he, he told us one day he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I mean, I'll lose her. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't really care one way or the other. Cause he was just very indifferent about the whole thing. But, um, you know, he quickly saw a lot of stuff she was saying and we were saying too, and I just learned that that was the best way to do it was it being super combative about it, but yet holding your ground, you know what I mean? And just being well, 100%, who you are. Yeah. Right. And that's what the media wanted us to do. I'm sorry. They just, they wanted us to be divisive. They wanted us to be arguing about things. So ignoring it and pretending that it didn't exist is 100% what they did not want to do. And that was obviously a great solution. Sorry, Ben. Like there's no, no, you're good. There's definitely a, uh, there's definitely a time in place to combat important issues. But the way that you handled that, especially when you're talking about, you know, you marry her, you marry the family, that's or that fucking saying. It's one of those things where, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where you took the step as somebody who is quickly labeled, not just by the other side, but the predominance of media as the anti-vaxxer. And as soon as you say you don't want to wear a mask during that, you're pro-Trump. You, it's All the right. whole thing, right? Yeah. You, you, you get, yeah, you get pigeonholed as a neo-Nazi because you don't want to wear a mask, which is fucking ironic. But uh, the way that you did that was that you, you took the first step on being the bigger person by something that is clearly divisive and saying, you know what? We're here to see you guys. I don't want to fucking fight the whole time. It's not good for me. It's not good for you. None of us are going to fucking enjoy it. And none of us are going to get anything the fuck out of it. So how about this? How about I love you guys. Give me a bear hug. And then let's shovel food in our face and act like we like each other, at least for this visit. Like, it, fuck. The media wanted people to start fights, though. They wanted people to argue back and forth. And what's the best thing to do when you're really angry at somebody? Picture a time in your life when you're a child and you, you were yelling at someone and you were pissed and they argue back with you. It gives you something. It gives you this, even though it fires you up and it makes you more angry, it keeps you going. But if someone says, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm not even going to talk to you right now. I'm going to walk away. That is way worse anytime. Well, yeah, like sure. you're talking about not being divisive about it with uh, I didn't know a whole lot of people, especially where we're at, that were super pro. There are the blue haired uh, land whales that we, you know, you, you're going to have to deal with wherever you go. But they, uh, <laughs> those were, they're so easy to ignore that I don't even have Ooh, to. Yeah. 
I don't even have to worry about it, you know. But as far as people I know personally, there's been a couple people that have been like some of my good coworkers and stuff that were like, well, as soon as we get this vaccine, I'm going to go out and do whatever I want. And this is in the end of 2020, early 2021. And I'm like, dude, I love you so much. We've hung out. We've partied. Like, I just I'm going to choose to ignore this and you do what you no, want. Just say that's great. Like, that's fine. You <laughs> that's can awesome. you can do that without getting a vaccine. But that's fine, too, if that's what they want to do. Like I've said so many times, I don't get angry when I see somebody wearing a mask alone in their car. I do acknowledge it like, hmm, that's weird. But it's the same as laugh. if I saw someone wearing a clown wig walking down the street. I'd be like, huh, odd. But I don't care. It doesn't bother me or affect me because that's, again, what they want for us. They want us to hate the people that aren't doing the thing we're doing, which we shouldn't care about in the first place. They want us to dehumanize each other. Like, what well, I've been saying that. That's kind of one of the reasons I kind of started this thing, too, just to, like, because I have never been on either side. Like, I don't like red. I don't like blue. Like, I don't care about that whole. I think it's all bullshit. Like, I think they all suck, like, evenly. Like, uh, like my dad used to say, I hate them all. I hate everyone equally. You know what I mean? Like, they're all on the table. It's really easy. But what yeah, they, I would tell people. Against everyone. And, <laughs> yeah, that's the way you do it. I would tell people, like, <laughs> stop dehumanizing them. Like, open the door for them. Like, be cool. Like, I've gotten plenty of people to take their mask off by just talking to them. And not even talking about vaccines or masks whatsoever. But when I do get into the arguments, I like to throw the things like depending on who I'm talking to. Right. Like if it's a right person and they're arguing about like this, I'm going to go. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I do that anyways. And with the whole covid situation, I would tell people like, oh, so you trust Big Pharma and all that? Tight, 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 tight. You know what I mean? Like, OK, so do you like yeah. uh, what do you like about them? You know what I mean? Like, is it the opioid thing? Like, I mean, you just start like bringing You're up like things in their life. Like is yeah, their, like their felonious criminal pills? history is—is is, is it the fact that they're all criminals? The fact what that it's really a corporation that's running yeah. our country, you know, all that stuff. Do you what prefer credit cards, sell fillables? Like, what what are we talking about here? I think what you really get a messed up though too is if you start throwing like mainstream things back in their face. So that always was a good way for me to help people wake up is if you're showing them something from VAERS or you're showing them something from the CDC itself. Because a lot of that verbiage, especially during that time, was hidden in what they were putting out. So they were telling you and they were showing you on their websites, but you had to dig for it. And no, not one damn person is going to do that, not generally speaking, because at the end of the day, they want to trust what these people are telling them is true and they don't want to have to take responsibility for themselves. And when I was able to do that to some people, they're like, Oh man, they're, this is on, they're showing that how many deaths, what? Like, yeah, this is happening. Like it's going on now with a lot of the stuff and, and they don't recognize it because they don't want to. And it's that cognitive dissonance, right? It kicks in. They don't want to, acknowledge the fact that they've been lied to because listen if they acknowledge the fact they've been lied to then they have to acknowledge the fact that they were tricked and most people don't want to do that because that's a pride issue sean and i the reason why he and i got along we're okay with being fucking wrong like i'm okay yes. with it like it, i'm wrong all the time like in this journey of finding the truth you're going to be wrong more times than right um uh, uh, for instance sean says this a lot about about truth he's like conspiracy theorists which is a cia word by the way if conspiracy theorists wouldn't exist if they would just tell the fucking truth if they told the truth we wouldn't be guessing what's going on they don't ever tell us anything that's true so then it's just like lie on lie on lie stacked on lie and then you wonder why people want to know hey it doesn't add up 
what's really going on? No, you need to be quiet and just do what we tell you to do. And that, and that's and that's really the main issue. And I just think 2020 just literally kickstarted people who already thought that way were like, here it is, they're doing it. And then the other people started waking up during that time, like, man, maybe, maybe Bob over there, who I thought was crazy, he might be right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just all that compounded. There's so many, there's so many things, a, a shitload of people have said this since 2020, because as all of us have talked about, especially with the podcasting world blowing up, when you know, it was it, uh, all happened at the same time, you the same time that people were forced to stay home. They also realized that the media outlets were bullshit. So they started going to independent media and independent journalism all at the same time. And so as soon as that happened, everybody was like, oh, OK, hold on a second. Um, we know that at least what we're being told isn't correct or isn't all the way correct. So let's find out, because right now we have the time we're being forced to stay home. Let's let's try to figure this out. The truth only hurts if it should. So unless you're having an issue with learning something that you've been doing wrong the whole time, I've Joe and I have had this conversation. All of us have had this conversation of like, if you're doing if you're building something and you're doing it wrong, and somebody comes up and says, oh, hey, by the way, um, the angle of this is wrong. Are you going to fight them on it? Or if you, are you going to check it out and be like, oh, fuck, dude, I got it wrong. Thank you for catching that before I get balls deep in my work and then find out that I did it wrong. Now I know how to do it the right way. That's not fucking hard. If you have bad information that you've believed your whole life and then you get confronted, it's not like, uh, oh, I got to double down like we talked about last night with uh, the melt. It's like, why double down? If you've been doing it wrong the whole time, you just got given a gift. You just got told the right thing. Now you know. Now you can go about your life knowing the correct information. 2020 was huge for everybody. I have had my mind blown so many times since we started this podcast. I believe in things that I never thought I'd believe in, and I don't believe in things that I always used to believe in. It, it, there's no shame in that, regardless of how old you are, your background, any of your whatever the fuck it is. If you get good information, go with that. None of us are correct 100% of the time. So keep an open mind. It only takes that one thing, too, that kind of cracks your, your skull open that allows your mind to open further to other possibilities. And then from there, it's kind of like a free for all of, uh, you know, accepting all information, but not or, you know, entertaining all information, but not necessarily accepting any of it. Just kind of mulling it around in your head and being like, well, I'm going to keep this little portion for later because I want to look into that more. But that's a possibility. And I, I we uh, you know, we've talked about it several times where somebody could tell me that that something we know is true is not true. And I'll be like, okay, that's strange, but let's see why you think that at least I, I don't agree with you, but let's hear why, how you came to that conclusion. Then we can go from there and you can either discard that or keep it in your back pocket for later. But you're uh, open-minded though. A lot of people aren't like that. Like just playing devil's advocate for the non-open-minded people, because I've had to deal with so many from where my family's from. Um, you have to know your audience because the, the person like Ben was saying, the person who's building their house and the angles wrong. If someone comes up to them and says, Hey, you're doing that wrong. If they have studied their whole life and they're completely convinced they've they're doing it correctly and it's worked for them in the past. They're not going to believe a stranger that comes up to them and tells them it's wrong. You have to explain why their method is incorrect and why they've gotten their information incorrect. And you can't just lead with that. You have to slowly work with them and kind of get in there and talk to them 
about why it's all wrong. And that's really hard for a lot of people to accept. Yeah, you know? they don't they don't have the time to to acknowledge that kind of stuff or look into it themselves. They just they look to the experts and if the experts say, No, I've been doing this right the whole mm-hmm. time, then they're like, Well, you're wrong, obviously, because you're not a fucking expert. But uh, going back to what you're talking about with the, the CIA, you know, coining conspiracy theorists, uh, conspiracy I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to like kind of wing it, but conspiracy is basically two or more people that get together and plan to do something nefarious or for their own profit. That happens every day, all the time. It's not crazy. So to think that there's billionaires out there, I like just, you know, for eh, normies or just people that aren't really into this whole area to be like, what do you consider a conspiracy? Do you think that billionaires uh, got there because they were super nice people that just, you know, were benevolent to everybody? Okay, we'll start there. Okay. Do you think that one or two of these billionaires maybe rub shoulders once in a while and are friends and maybe have a new, uh, you know, business venture they're planning on doing and uh, might screw over a couple people, but we'll both make tons of money. So, that's technically a conspiracy. I mean, it's not that fucking crazy. I don't understand why it was so demonized. Well, I think people and, you know. are kind of like they miss the. So there's conspiracy, and there's conspiracy theories, right? Like a conspiracy means people conspire together to do something nefarious most of the time, right? Conspiracy theories are like, well, we don't really know what happened. We know they conspired, but we don't know how they got from A to Z, right? So we have to fill in the blanks. Like it's up to us. We're like, uh. Uh, magic bullet, you know what I mean? JFK, like, I don't know if that's crazy. It might not be true, but I have no other details, right? Like, I don't know anything else, like, on the situation. If you're not alive for it, and you're theorizing about the conspiracy, it means you are not one of the conspirators. You're theorizing about the conspiracy. You're not even in the fucking conspiracy. So first of all, and this is another tangent that I know all of us could go on, is the breakdown of English language and the changing of what it has always fucking meant for at least a couple hundred years. Everybody has started taking words and twisting it, and they ad hominem these these fucking labels just because they know it's clickbait and they know that it's going to make people want to read it. It's like, dude, we're not conspiring. We are theorizing about a conspiracy. That's called freedom of thought and freedom of speech, fuckers. And you're theorizing like, there's nothing because wrong. there are so many things missing here. We're not saying we're right about this. We're just saying there's enough wrong with this story that you should probably look into it and maybe come up with your own ideas on it because something's missing. Well, the government doesn't want us to critically think at all. That's very clear. Proven that. Well, I also think part of it is, is the conspiracy uh, community as well, right? So, like, with the vax, for instance, oh, depopulation, instead of, like, using points that, like, we could actually counter, like, I would tell people, they'd be like, oh, my God, they got these trucks out there full of bodies, man. They're just piling up the bodies. I go, well, why are they piling up with the bodies? Because there's too many people dying. I said, is it too many people dying? Or can they not go into the funeral homes, right? Can't go to the funeral homes, can't have funerals. So people are postponing funerals for months. Like, break it down a little logical for them. So for months, they couldn't have funerals. They only have... These things are built for a maximum amount of people to be there in days or a week. So now that you've pushed it months, obviously they have nowhere to put it. So you're listening to the propaganda that they're like, oh, man, they're stacking the bodies. The bodies are everywhere. And then like people also kind of play into that in the conspiratorial world sometimes because they're very fantastical. You know what I mean? They're really in that, that realm of like, oh, man. And I'm not saying that they're wrong either. I don't think 
I don't know, but I think with different people, you have to have a different approach. So I always like to use a lot of the propaganda stuff. And that's why I called it Kill the Mockingbirds, Operation Mockingbird. I was like, you can go check it out. Like, you can literally go on the website, like a CIA.com, like, you know what I'm saying? .gov, my bad. And, tr and find all that. It's not like hard to find, but people don't want to. Th then you start telling them. My favorite thing, though, I will say, my favorite thing about the whole pandemic was like, I love the, the whole Kerry Mullis stuff, you know, like where he's the one that, uh, uh, you know, he's the one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kerry Mullis. He's the one that invented the PCR test and all that. And I would tell people about him. They'd be like, huh. Would you hear that on YouTube? I'm like, well, yeah, but he like won a Nobel Peace Prize for making the test that you're telling me that is telling people that has COVID. So like, I think it's kind of good to listen to him. Which like, he very oh. specifically said does not is not intended to diagnose viruses. So I, I want to point out something that you just did, though, that I just realized. Well, not just realized, but I just saw that you did. And it's very, very important. So in your uh hypothetical conversation about the bodies <clears throat> the person that came up to you made a statement they're stacking the bodies and the first thing that you did was rather than try to get them to critically think by making a combative statement as if i fucking know the first thing that you did was ask a question it's kind of like the old date theory when you go on a date don't talk about yourself ask questions be attentive see what see why they think what they think if somebody comes up to you oh, they're fucking stacking bodies outside you can ask them questions. Why do you think they're stacking the bodies? Because half the time, when you get people to start thinking about their own statements instead of just regurgitating word vomit out of their filthy sewers, and you start actually asking them why they're making that statement, their own argument falls apart and it ends up coming out of their own mouth. And I, people, this is why people on the internet and even in person, they end up fighting so much is because they're just making statements. They're making statements, whether or not you have evidence behind it or not, who fucking cares? Get that person, as soon as you hear something that you're like, well, either one, I think it's bullshit, or I know it's bullshit, instead of just directly combating them, get them to think, because that's something that we've lost, is critically thinking. So when you ask them a question about why they're making that statement as if they know, usually, even if they believe it, they'll say, well, you know, I don't know. Okay, were you there? No, I wasn't there. So how do you know? Question over and over and over again. And before you know it, you're not making a statement to them, but they're now starting to rethink their own shit. And that gets your foot in the door every fucking time. Yeah, I agree with that. And Joe, you said something earlier that I was going to kind of piggyback on where you were talking about connect connecting with somebody, right? And you said that, well, hey, you got these billionaires, right? And I'm sure they didn't get here for, you know, being nice, and then they probably, you know, rub shoulders. You did it in a way that connects. The problem with a lot of the conspiratorial world is they're literally, like, going up to people and, like, you know Nancy Pelosi's a reptilian. Like, yeah. off the rip. And, like, that's not going to, like, help the case. Lizard titties. Like, listen, I'm, I'll go weird, man. Portals, interdimensional I go to the Gambit, Nephilim. I do the whole nine. Like, I'm willing. Like, I, I'm willing and ready. I mean, I go with the documentary team, and we go hunt down cryptids in the woods. Like, I, I'm, I'm always down to go weird. But I know the average person is not going to be okay with that. You know, and like, okay, for instance, at my job, like, I, my coworker, oh, he's willing to go there with the wrong people all the time. I will hear him, and we sell. We sell houses he is talking to somebody he's trying to sell a house to 
And before I know it, I'm like, you know what they're doing over there, right? And I'm like, oh my God, what's he going to say? I can hear it from downstairs and I know he's about to say something about Ukraine and how uh, Zelensky's in bed with Trudeau and it's about to go really in derail. Now, fortunately, he is good at reading people. So I would say 9.5% out of 10, he's hitting the right notes of those people and it sells him a house because they're like, we really trust this guy. And I'm like, yeah, it worked out for you this time. Wait till that 0.5% hits though, man. And he gets that corporate message from somebody. <laughs> well, they're going to review him on Yelp for sure. And to call him a MAGA Trump supporter, alt-right, you know, everything. <laughs> I hate when they call me a, a Trump person because I always tell people, I always said, I didn't like Trump before it was popular. Like, I just don't like the dude. Like, it's just not for me. Like, it's just not my type of person. Like, I would never hang out with a person. He's pretty narcissistic. Not my flavor. Like, do I think he's the worst person in the world? No, I don't. I'm not an idiot. Like, he's to me, he's status quo, right? But also a lot of problem that people were doing is like what Jen was saying earlier, they played into the media's fault and they were like, you see sheep, you sheep, get it off. Like, and they would be combative right away. What is going to happen is the other human is going to be like, oh, they're coming at me. Now I'm going to go harder on that side instead of just having a conversation. Be like, yeah, that's cool, man. I get it. Like, I don't know your, I would tell people, I don't know your situation. I'm not a doctor. You think it, I ain't taking it. I think it's dumb. But I'm not here to tell you what to fucking do. You do what you got to do, but I'm not taking that shit. Either. And then they're kind of like, oh, yeah. And then when you're cool with people, they're willing to like, oh, okay, well, why don't you? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't trust the government. They're like, well, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, but these aren't the government. This is Fauci. I was like, you do know the best and bright. The best and brightest don't go to government, right? Like the, the best doctors don't go into the NIH, right? Or the CDC. They go into their own private practice. Like these are people that are just like, Hey man, I got student debt. The, 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 the government will pay it off. You know, I got to work for them for 10 years and they'll pay off my student debt. That's a lot of what we see, whether it's a public defender or it's someone that's working under Fauci. And then you point out the, the corruption. Like you know, everybody knows that politicians are corrupt. It's, it's a running joke since so like, I'll be 40 this year. Like it, since I was born, people are like, yeah, man, politicians are corrupt. <laughs> Let's put it on SNL, you know, Hey, Hey, they're stealing money. Like, and we were like, yeah, it's silly. Pot. It's just how it works, man. It's just how it works. You know, like you just been playing the game, you know, just got to play the game, man, play the game, you steal a little bit of money. And then eventually maybe we'll do that one thing that we said we we're going to do when we were running for election four years ago, because we couldn't do it when we did the first time we ran around because got a little complex we had to play the game you know gotta play the game play the game roll the dice i got a seven couldn't go bam now i'm stuck I went to jail but i got a jail don't worry now is our last term now we got nothing to lose baby We're, what do you want nukes man we'll nuke whatever you want yeah, that's just how it goes man well, it's so weird <laughs> we kind of touched on this uh last night on our show where uh we talked about how the the you know general hippies of the 60s that were anti-war anti-government have now completely flipped and they're pro war, pro Ukraine, sending tanks to Ukraine, all this stuff, pro government mandates, all this stuff. How did that happen? Do you, you guys notice that too? I'm sure. But how, how did like the hippie mindset turn into a pro war, pro government thing? And meanwhile, I would more have identified with a liberal in the early 2000s. And then now I'm all right for some reason because I'm anti all this shit it doesn't make any sense i didn't flip that i didn't make that choice i still have the same thoughts as i did back then how did that how did that even happen do you guys, what do you guys think what well, happened because they did the red team blue team thing right they want us to be categorized whether it's race whether it's religion whether it's your sexual orientation all these things that's why i don't like labels i'm like okay man like 
who cares what we are? It doesn't fucking matter. That's not me as a person. Me as a person, you can have a conversation with me and ask me questions. But because people play into that team mentality, they get sucked in and they turn it around on them and they feel like I got to be with my team. I got to be with my team. And then the longer you've made connection with people and your connections are tied in with that team, people start being afraid of speaking up. Or saying the thing because they're like, I'm going to lose my whole friend circle. There's actually older people that were afraid, like in their 50s and 60s, that were afraid of losing their friends. So they're just going to go along and not say anything. They'll get the jab just to be like, hey, man, I don't want to lose. And I, I feel for them because, like, obviously they're not brave enough to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, man, I don't give a fuck. Don't be my friend then. I don't I have enough friends, man. Like, fucking, I'm like Drake. Ain't no new friends. You know what I mean? We don't need that shit no more. Like, I got enough. Because then I'm going to have to pay for them anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, hey, can I borrow money? You know? I don't need that shit. You know what I mean? Like, but people are afraid to lose Yeah, no, that. I agree We're with it. Sean, too. For sure. And, and I think that has a lot to do with that team mentality. And I've seen it just with friends that I know that were that are super left. And I will have conversations with them. And they, were tr they will try to convince me that they are anti-government. I've had people with masks on their face say that they were against the government. And I just, at that moment, I'm like, I'm really living in some like parallel universe right now. Like, I don't even know like how to even take this in. Uh, I, I remember uh, my uh, uh, brother-in-law's uh, wife and both of them had masks on holding their baby, telling me, She's going to be a little fighter against the system with their masks on. I'm like, am I, am I, what is going on right now? But, you know, I'll talk to them because like Jen said, the best way to do it is not be combative, right? To, to find a way to ask questions, right, Ben? Like ask questions to have them feed into you and they end up fucking themselves when they do that, because by asking questions, they end up saying a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense. And then it starts clicking with them how it doesn't make sense anymore. And that's the best part, because if you can just find a way to connect to them and realize they are just people, they're brainwashed, but they're just people. Listen, we've all been brainwashed in some way. Like I, I say, I say on the show all the time, you're breaking your matrix every week. We're always breaking our matrix. It never ends. Like, you're never just like, I broke it. I'm out. Like, no, like, there, there's always things that are there that we've been, uh, you know, brainwashed and, and, and propagandized since birth. So there's things that we're constantly trying to wake up from. Um, so I, I realize that when I'm talking to people, and I think it's that connection to people. Uh, like a buddy of mine, he's very... <sighs> It, it's shocking how anti-government he is in some ways. And then on the flip side, he is not getting jabbed up, masked up, all this stuff. But yet on other things, like I'm going to, for instance, two weeks ago, he went down to like city hall to fight them because he couldn't raise chickens in his yard. I'm like, well, why did you fight him when they were telling you to jab your arm or something you didn't even know was in it? Like, this is what I'm talking about. He actually sent me a text. He's like, I'm out here fighting the system, man. I'm like, I didn't even respond to it. It was one of those moments where I was like, I'm just going to let this one ride and he's going to get the picture because I'm not like, I've been best friends for like 20 years. And I was like, he, he's going to know what I mean by not texting him back right now. Like, no, like you're not going to sit here and tell me you're fighting the system because you want to raise some chickens in your yard. No, like, but that's the, that's the disconnect. That's how people are so just, they have to be part of some team. They have to win. 
our our side has to win. We got to put this other side down. Like if we would just as a people realize that that's not what we need to do and really connect with people. But I also think like social media has done a really good job of helping us disconnect from the real world and having real conversations with people and, and really meeting people in person. Um, I, I think it's important for us to get out in the world too, meet new people, talk to people, um, connect to people. Cause that's how we keep that conversational uh, uh, ability and that, and that, way to see people as actual as actual humans as people and not animals and that's what they want us to do they want us to just absolutely look at each other like we're just we're not even human yeah and it being non-combative is such a great idea in theory it is a lot harder in person especially when like i can i can restrain to a point but they my face can't hide it if i somebody says something i'm okay yes yeah sure that's very interesting but like you said when you start asking them questions and they start putting it together in their heads and kind of that's way more productive but it also takes a lot more time that people you know these days don't really necessarily have but it's uh to get somebody to actually spend the time to talk to you about something that they believe very strongly about is hard. And then they double down in our conversation last night. My favorite term of the week is uh, doubling down on their beliefs is the philosophical fetal position. Great line because it's they're they're in a corner and they're, you know, like a cat and just fetal position fight. You know, and that's what's happening now. And we, we kind of touched on that where, the tide seems to be turning a little bit and some of the people who were kind of, you know, with their own head up their ass for the last couple of years are kind of starting to slowly pull it out and be like, wait a minute. But they, there is a lot of them that are doubling down and going into the fetal position and be like, nah, Fauci, you know, it, well, and we touched on this last night too, was <clears throat> the idea that they kind of put an additional line that divided us where now you're seeing people on the left and right coming together in one area and then fighting their own party on the other side on a different issue. It's this really weird thing. I've, I've ran into a lot of people. One of my friends that used to work with me, his name is Dave. He's uh, in his 50s now. Him and his wife, great people. By all accounts, my kind of people. They like guns. He's all about fuck the system. This, that, and the other, right? First thing he did was went and get the jab and got all the boosters. But he didn't want to wear a mask. And so I asked him, I go, um... Just out of curiosity, I said, I, I, I don't want to fight with you about this, but I, I'm genuinely interested. Why did you listen to the government when they told you to get the jab but not wear a mask? I said, I'm, I, I want to know this. And he goes, well, you know, I'm in my 50s now and it scares the shit out of me. So when it comes to medical shit, I, I, I want to be protected. That, that threw a really interesting thought in my head is... People that are wearing masks, they're getting the jab, but they're all about fuck the system. How is that possible? It's like because they were really, really crafty about it. Joe mentioned that last night. They're really crafty about how they did it. See, they separated the medical industry through the pandemic and the government. Yes, they worked together, but they were very good on the news about saying, no, 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 we're not telling you that you have to. They're just recommending it. The medical field, Dr. Fauci is recommending that you suck his balls and you get the jab. And it was like, okay, so they separated those two fields. And so you ended up having people that were genu genuinely were, fuck the government. We want small government and this. But then we have the medical field over here. And they're telling us that for our health, we really need to do this. And I, 
I noticed that with people on the right and left, they got kind of away from just following their party. And they ended up getting together with the other side on that one issue. And then you started seeing that morph. And then you end up exactly like Joe said, you have this, you know, flower, the generations of the flower children that are all about, hey, man, just let me do my thing. We just want to be left alone. We like our art, our pot. And we just we, and now they're like, show me your fucking papers. Sig Heil. And it's like, that was my mom. Where did you guys come from? Because you guys you guys are the same ones that are talking about, uh, you know, tearing down government buildings now. And that's fine. That's your that's always been your stance. But you're doing it by also saying that freedom of speech and our Second Amendment, our first two amendments, are no longer important, and you should be clamping down on that. It's like, how are you guys doing that? I This is the one thing that I can't get, is that mindset of fuck the government, also fuck those people, it's, the government needs to shut them down. Fear, it's you like, know what I mean? It's the ultimate weapon. Like, I've been saying since the get-go, too, that COVID is to the left as terrorism is to the right, right? When 9-11, everybody's like, hey, we got to let them just pat you down, you know, go, you know, take off, go into the room, and if they tell you to strip down naked and they want to look at your butthole, that's fine. The Patriot Act. That that means to save America. If it means that if one life is saved, what's the big deal? And, And we still do that. Like, nobody bats an eye. We still wait in line for security and then I was talking shit to while I was at the airport to the TSA, but like not to them. But I was just like, well, they got the easiest job. The guy was getting so mad. I was like, because he was kind of being a dick to the guy. I was like, dude, you got to think about it. They got the easiest job. They don't have to catch anybody. I was like, they just get to bark orders all day at you. And I was like, they don't have to do anything. I was like, if we looked up the statistics and then they get this mystical, this fake thing that they go, yeah, well, there hasn't been a terrorist attack. I'm like, yeah, well, there's also not tigers. Like, it's my favorite thing of like the Simpsons. Like, there's like bears and like they keep going and and then uh they they get this bear patrol and all this stuff and then lisa goes to her dad and she goes well that's crazy you know and like that's why you're getting this bill and you, it's magic and she's like that's like me saying hey i have this rock and this keeps away tigers and he's all does it work and she's all do you see any tigers he's all, how much is it you know what i mean like right away he's like yeah let me buy that from you so i know that there won't be any tigers it's the same concept People well and are so here's an I challenge anybody to dis- dispute me on this. They're not hiring TSA agents at 150 IQ points. That's not happening. I've been in airports. It's 100% true. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, I think the interview test is like this. Are you miserable? Do you hate life? Do you hate people? Come join the TSA. Do you get so we can get to work at the DMV because you should just come here and work for the TSA. Do you like groping strangers for no fucking reason and then throwing away their two ounce bottles or whatever the fuck? Yeah, you're perfect. That's their that's their fucking banner on ZipRecruiter. They're like, do you fucking hate people? Come work for us. Dude, one time we had a water bottle that we had a water bottle in my kid's backpack and it was an ice pack. Uh, yeah, an ice pack. And since it was over three ounces, wherever the fucking limit is, they're like, 
I, this isn't allowed. And we're like, okay. It had thawed by the time we came back. Like it was frozen when we went through to Boston. And then on the way back, obviously it was thawed. They were very, this is very dangerous. No, they were very like poignant about it too. They're like, we're going to have to throw this out. It was also Logan airport. And I lived in Boston when nine 11 happened. So it was super fun to fly right after that time. And I flew, I flew one month after nine 11, October, of yeah 2001 and it was insane it was like a military establishment up in there everyone had their guns and it still is it was nuts it was not that bad when we were there but in 2001 it was crazy they're just storming around with all ball and power trips it was not but but way more willing to go along with it that we i know we were afraid before too is that like yeah, everybody was afraid. So it was like, oh, well, we understand why they're taking extra precautions and pointing a rifle at my head uh, because I might have shoved explosives up my poo hole. OK, neat. Let's go cavity search me uh, because everybody's afraid right now. And I want to make sure that everybody feels safe. They you know, they passed that Patriot Act, which fucked everybody for the longest time. And I just heard this on a separate podcast. It's kind of like a save the puppies act. It's like, are you going to, well, that sounds like a great act. Save the puppies. Or if you go against it, um, you don't like puppies. So they come out with a Patriot Act and it's like, what are you not patriotic? We just got, you know, our buildings crashed, which is a whole other tangent. Oh, the verbiage it's like, is, if you is don't brilliant. This, the word. Yeah. If yeah. you don't support this, you're not a fucking Patriot in the time that we need Patriots the most. It's like. But that's not what it is. Well, in fact, I don't want to get cavity searched. What Sean was saying is that terrorism for the right is what COVID was for the left. That's 100% true because even back in 2001, I was 14, 15, somewhere around some dumbass age. And uh, I even remember back then, I wasn't like terribly worried about terrorism. And we flew in 2002, the very next year. I wasn't worried about it at all. To New York. But you know what it did do? It made me look at people with turbans a little differently. I was like, hmm, that motherfucker looks suspect. I don't know why, but I don't trust him anymore. More. I'm going to maybe report him if he leaves a bag over there by that lady. You know what I mean? They put that in your head and it, it fucking Yeah, worked. they did. Remember that if you see something, say, say something. something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Got to shout out no agenda, though. That's a no agenda jingle. <laughs> but that's how uh, my favorite thing about 9-11, though. And I'm talking when I say 9-11, I'm talking about 2001. If you guys don't just so you know, 9-11, 2001. I was going to say, let's let's find out what your favorite thing about 9-11 <laughs> was. Favorite there, thing was that week, <laughs> that that first week, like everybody like so like where I live, there's a lot of gangster people and stuff like that. And it was so crazy to see people. Like, Man, fuck that shit, homie. If they come out here, homie, if those terrorists come out, oh, like everybody was just wow. super like, <laughs> we're going to just kill anybody, anybody. Like you said, anybody with the turban, I swear to God, we're killing them. As soon as they, we're not letting them, they could get into a car and crash it and kill us or a plan it was just like so crazy and then like you know i kind of like i, I was in high school i was like a, a senior in high school when that happened and it was crazy for a little bit and then like then we saw the fahrenheit 9-11 that was the first one of the like with uh, michael moore you michael know, moore film yeah he's, he's a prick now but it was yeah. interesting and then you see then a couple years later you see loose change and you're like oh these guys are making like interesting claims now fast forward to 2020 so i'm like okay we're crazy conspiracy theorists because all these uh, uh, architects, uh, people, and they're scientists saying, hey, buildings can't collapse like this. Hey, jet fuel, blah, 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 blah. Right. Now you're like, yeah, fuck those scientists, people, and those, they're idiots. Now I'm forced to be like, well, these scientists are good ones, though. They're, these ones are telling you the right information. And you're <laughs> they're like, experts. It's so confusing. Gotta trust the experts. Trust the science. It's like the whole Pfizer thing. I mean, them getting uh, sued 
for all that money, and then you know they just uh, they got they got new they got new management. <laughs> they got it together, guys. They're they're the, the stuff they're pumping out now is okay for us. That was the mind blowing thing, and you would talk to that with people, and they would say, "Oh, that was a long time ago, though." What? Yeah, it's like Bayer buying Monsanto. No, they're not doing that same shit. They're they're Bayer now. It's not Monsanto anymore. Yeah, you know, they're they're fine now. And it's the verbiage, like the the slogans, the things that get into people's head. Because a lot of us people don't know, and it's not that they don't want to. I think a lot of people are just occupied with kids and work. They don't even understand how business necessarily works. Like, of course, like it's marketing, it's branding. Like if something bad happens, we're going to switch it. We're going to make ourselves look good because we want to continue to sell you things. And people don't understand how things work. So they're never going to really see the light. So you have a lot of breaking down of like, this is that, you know, this is how this works. And people don't understand it. But the main thing is fear. They use fear to get us divided, right? Because they know half of us are going to be like, man, that's kind of bullshit, man. I don't think that's going to hurt us. And then they know that there's going to be enough people so scared. I'll do whatever they said. In 2020, that at least for that good six months, I know there's still people doing weird stuff, wearing crazy masks, but that first like three to six months, I feel like they could have told him anything. Like people were just like, what, what do I do, man? Like you want me to like, whatever, man. Like they were willing to do anything. And that's where you kind of see like the psychology of it. And people don't realize there's group think, um, uh, these think tanks and people actually figuring out what, how we think, how a side, society runs, how, if I add this, if I do this, if I put this comment, how does social media run? If, if, Everybody thinks there's like this massive group of people that are like, oh, let's, uh, there's a million bots that are killing. No, man. All you need is one seed. You drop the seed and then everybody takes the bait because they know someone's going to go this way. Someone's going to go this way and they fight. Then someone's going to jump in for them. Like, no, 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 you're an idiot. And then no, no, wait a second. No, you're a fucking idiot. And then it, it just keeps spiraling. And then people are so proud. They're like, well, that guy's a jerk. So I hate people that, that, that take the jab or that guy's a jerk. I hate people that are against the jab and they just associate those things together. And it's a constant snowball effect. And then when people like us are just like, Hey, I think that uh, you guys are both idiots. They're like, now they're like, fuck you. And they team up against right. us and they kind of wipe our shit out. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is weird. Cause it makes me think that uh, some of the new agers that say that you uh, create your reality, you know, that we're collectively creating our reality. I'm thinking that's more and more true actually, because they, like you said, in the early 2020, they could have said anything and the people created that the, the toilet paper shortage and all that stupid shit that was created by the people because of one little fucking seed they put in. We're like, this is what's happening now. And the people went out and made that happen. So it, if you think about people that live off grid or, you know, the crazy like Ted Kaczynski's or something that are completely removed from this, they don't have cell phones, TV, nothing for them. The last three years did not happen in their reality. None of this ever happened for them at all. They they're completely on their own, doing their own thing. And they were not contributing to creating this reality. It's, it's the masses. That's what they're going after though, is, is the mass of people that critical, what is it? 80% or whatever that create, you know, whatever reality is going on. 
I don't think that's true. I think that's what the media wants us to think personally. I think they want us to think that 80% of the world is acting this way. Yeah, it might be a little liberal. But that's just what, because do you remember, I mean, we all remember when COVID happened. Come on, it wasn't that long ago. So every single person, whether it's a true story or not, and I don't know if these stories are all true, but I think there were people who were like, um, like the hospital, the ambulance chasing lawyers who are just going into hospital rooms, but for the media, not lawyers, media people, journalists going in and being like, Hey, uh, you're sick right now. Did you get the jab? No. Okay. Do you wish you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then pumping that shit out. Cause it was a ton of stories about people who weren't jabbed dying of COVID. And that's all we would hear. And I was like, wow, I wonder how many people are dying of anything else right now because we're not fucking hearing about it. We're only hearing about what they want us to hear. And I was kind of on the fence when COVID happened. I wasn't a conspiracy theorist, but I didn't trust the government. I didn't really give a shit. I just hung out and had fun. Um, But when I saw the media stories come out about the first one was hydroxychloroquine, I think, and that it was a Fox News headline and it said hydroxychloroquine is extremely safe or it will kill you. And I screenshotted it and sent it to Joe. And I'm like, they're just trying to confuse us, I think. And that's where I woke up. I'm like, oh, I got to get deep into this shit because the media was completely trying to convince us that what they were saying was true. So when I hear conspiracy theorists are bad, obviously, I know that's not true. But when I hear a ton of people are dying of COVID, I don't think that's true either. And I also don't think most people wore masks or fell in line or got the vax. But we're going to hear about it because that's what they want us to do. 100%. I agree with you so much because I keep telling people like in different groups too, I go, all these people are college educated, which I am not like, I am not college educated whatsoever. And I go, Hey, doing, you know, in college or in this class, did you ever learn about Edward Bernays in the book propaganda? And they're like, no, I never read that. I'm like, why not? Like, that's like the key piece to all this. Like, this is how it works. I was like, even in business, like they use it. They, they, that's their strategy. They're trying to show you something. So you will go. I said, the most important thing is the court of public opinion. That is what they want. If you can get enough people to sway and go, yeah, he's guilty. It doesn't matter if you did it or not. Everybody already thinks you're guilty. You're done. So they constantly are doing that thing. And, and Jen, like you were saying, like, I remember one of the funny ones that I thought was hilarious. Cause to me, this stuff is hilarious. Like Don Lemon went into this hospital. I think it was like in uh, Arkansas or like somewhere down South. Right. And then like he, they, they went to interview someone that got sick really bad with COVID. He's in the ICU and he even had like the long mic, you know what I mean? Like putting it to his face and he's like, Hey man, do you just wish that you got the vaccine? So, well, you know, if I would just got the vaccine, I wouldn't be here right now. My brother died. He didn't take the vaccine. So what I would tell people is just go get the vaccine. And you're like, what? Bro, you're about to recover. You're okay. Like, you get sick. And then I always tell people, because I did get COVID, I, I think, because my brother did the test. He got COVID. Or whatever they call COVID. Uh, I, I think everybody got yeah, COVID. Totally. But I got it. And it was all, it was decent. Like, it was, like, noticeable. But you know who I got it from? My buddy that got vaxxed. And he got vaxxed because he had to go to New York. I get it. Like, he wanted to take his daughter to New York. And he was like, fuck it. He's like, which one should I take if so I could go to New York? I was like, I would take the J&J, I guess. I don't know. Because it's one shot. I'll, fuck it. You die, you die. Fuck it. These don't got to go get another one. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what happens. But he's the one that got us all sick with COVID. I was like, what's the point? I was like, you're proving my point. I'm actually glad you got me COVID. But you also have people exaggerating. So it's, it's this mixture, right? So to me, this is how I felt. 12 hours. Of like, like I would say about six hours of like, whoo, I really felt like shit. Like I woke up in the middle of the night. I had a super fever. I had to like, you know, roll out of bed, throw some water on me. But I still had to go to work. 
Like, my work was all against COVID, but they were like, yeah, everybody's on vacation, so we still need you to come in. And I'm like, awesome. It's like Christmas time. It was slow as hell, but they still made me come in. So I was like, well, that's, I thought you guys were all this, you know, no, be careful with COVID. Don't come in if you got COVID. Yeah, but we need you to come in. So I went in. I felt like a little shitty, but I'm saying, you're talking about six to 12 hours, but these other people that got it were like, oh, I was down for two weeks. Like the FedEx guy that, <laughs> that goes to my work. He was like, I was down for, I was like, you were down for two weeks or you just didn't want to go to work for two weeks. I get it. Play exactly. the system if you don't want to go, but don't, don't lie. Like don't, you didn't go to the hospital. So you had a fever. Even my boss, my boss just had COVID like, uh, well, how many times, Joe, have I told you like 15 times or something like, so got COVID again. You know what I mean? You're like, again, they gave a test <laughs> that will tell you you have it, even if you don't, or they'll say <laughs> you don't have any symptoms, but you tested positive. That means you're not fucking sick in every other situation in the world. Come on. Yeah. And like people exaggerating, that's kind of what I was getting at with the, the mental aspect, the mind virus, is that if people think they're getting some crazy deadly disease, even though they get sick every year with a, a fever, a sniffle, whatever, if they think it's something crazy they could die from, your brain kind of creates that. And it's like it makes it worse for you, even if it isn't. It makes you feel like. I am on death's door right now because I caught this crazy woo flu and now I'm going to be a statistic of one of these people. Give me a fucking vaccine immediately. And I think that was a lot of people. And they, I think they kind of backtracked on that. A lot of the people that just kind of were like, whatever, give me the vaccine. I think are thinking about it differently now, but it's still, it's still in the back of their head and they're still probably scared of it, but it seems to be fading. Cause you did hear that, uh, Biden is ending the pandemic officially in May, right? So that's good. So we have a definite end to COVID and we can all live free and wait for the next pandemic. I think that what's going to happen um, too is that like the way things work out, right? Everybody thinks it's like there's everybody's following or there's these conspiracy. A lot of it is people, it was a perfect storm. They go, wait, I don't have to go to work for two weeks. Wait, I could stay home and get paid and then not go to my shitty job that I fucking hate. So, and not only will I get a hundred percent of unemployment, you're going to give me an extra 500. Trust me. I was so pissed because everybody, I was like, well, when are the people that had to fucking work, get our fucking extra check. But that's how they built it. Cause we were like, yeah, fuck my job. You know what I mean? I don't, I hate my job already. And now I can just stay at home and get paid. Yeah. I'm going to take it. So people didn't really push back. Everybody thought it was like, oh, some are against it. Some are, and I was like, there was this huge middle area. Yeah, people milked it too. I know a lady I work with, she bought packs of the PCR test and tested every day. And you know they're going to, at some point, it's going to show up, right? And it did. She got so much time off from work because she was doing this. But again, it was to play the system. And you got a lot of people during that time. And I watched them. Kids did it with orange juice. With taking the government money and all that. They were putting testing, uh, getting the test kits and putting in orange juice so they didn't have to go to school. Like, there's a ton of kids that were getting off school because they were just putting the, the test kit in orange juice. They figured out, they're like, hey, you know, some kid figured out, he's like, hey, bro, if you put in orange juice, man, you don't got to go to school. And then people were like, fuck yeah, let's, of course, man. Like, I would do the same thing. Like, I understand, like, you don't want to go to school or you don't want to go to work and you found a way, a loophole. That's where I believe they capitalized on. And then they had that. Loud, like you said, Jen, I don't think there's 80% of these people. What it is is there's loud people on Twitter. There's loud people on Facebook. They elevate those loud voices so people think that that's the predominant how a lot of people talk. When you just go out in the real world and you talk to people, most people don't give a shit. 
They're like, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. Like, dude, whether it's wokeism, whether it's like this COVID bullshit, they're just like, I don't know. I just go to work. And stuff. Those are the uh, weird people of the world that we always knew. I grew up with meeting tons of people and there were some weirdos that were very outspoken and loud, but they weren't predominant. It was the few and far between and whether they made decisions that were the same as mine or different, it didn't really matter, but they were still, you know, they were still the loudest ones. It doesn't matter who listened to them or not. I really didn't. I don't care. But, um, I know in big cities, I don't judge the big cities because my family's from Boston. We live close to like San Francisco, LA. We don't live close, close, but we're in California. But I know those areas had a lot of people. So they get that hive mind mentality because they might have three really confident people in a group who can convince 20 other people. And then those people can convince more people, but they're still not super bought in. So I think that the government knew that we were on the right side, us as being just on the fence, not knowing I wasn't super anti-vax. Even I wasn't even anti-COVID vax when it came out. I was just like, "Ah, I don't think this is for me. And then eventually now I'm very anti, but it, in the beginning, they were just trying to get those people. Do you remember that? Too? They were trying to capture the people that were on the fence. You could tell they were just trying to push them over. Like, no, no, you got to take this. You're saving grandma. Yeah. And there was no debates, right? There was no formal debate of like, if you have something where you're like, this is not good. This is good. Why didn't we? And, and I kept saying over and over and not just me. I know tons of people are saying it. Well, go put them on stage, man. Let's hear both sides. Like what is good about it? What is bad about it? And what can we do? But no, it was either take it or go to jail. You know what I mean? You're, or you're, die you're, you're or kill like, your whole family. Or kill grandma. Yeah, kill grandma. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, the old term, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. <clears throat> it, ends up, it ends up being these small fractions of fringe people in certain spots, and they blow it up on the news. Like, this is everybody on that side of the aisle. This is how they all think. And then, like you said, you go out in the real world and most people, regardless of side, are like, I don't fucking care. And like the only thing that I was anti-vax about and I've had this conversation about other issues is I'm like, look, when I say that I'm against it, I mean, for me, I'm not saying I'm against it for you. My thing is, is I want you to have the right and freedom to do whatever the fuck you want with your body. However... I also want that right. And if I'm not going to shit on you for doing something that I wouldn't do, don't <laughs> shit on me for doing something that you wouldn't do. You want to get vaccinated? Go for it. Put one right in your head if you want, if you think that's going to make you feel better. But when I decide not to, I need that same respect back. And it's like, oh, you, the unvaccinated are killing people. Who are we killing? The vaccinated? If that's the case, then your uh, argument for getting vaccinated is fucking silly. Because the whole idea of whether or not a kid's vaccinated and goes to school, it's like, if everybody else is vaccinated, what the fuck are you worried about? If it doesn't work, now we have a problem. That should probably be relayed to the public. Like, it's fucking dumb. And we have the numbers on our side now. You know what I mean? Because the numbers are telling us that, like, the excess death is crazy after the vax. Not pre-vax, after the vax. That's the thing that, like, is telling. And... It's not a, like about taking victory laps or saying who's right. It's just like, look, man, just critically think. Like you guys are saying, like, who cares? Like, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just like, hey, this don't seem right. You don't think it's weird that hey, they're like, yeah, you know, usually this takes nine years. We're going to get it done in six six months. You're like, that doesn't scare you a little bit? Yeah, but you'll get, you'll get fact-checked on Instagram for that because they'll say, no, COVID tests actually went through extensive testing and they were deemed to be safe and effective. And they'll put that on a a news story or an article about 
how they're kind of second guessing the efficacy of these. And people are having strokes at 13. Have you guys seen the new articles coming out about uh, now COVID causes heart issues? They're like steering it away from the vax. That's a brand new thing that I've seen. They got it all over the regular That's so wild. Yeah. I just, there's a kid that just dropped down in my son's school or the school by my son's school. He was like 12, just dropped in the middle, like just walking from class to class. And from heart issues? I, I think to Sean's point, what's that? Oh, I said from like the same kind of thing, like a heart issue? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a heart, it was a heart condition. Yeah, you know how they Holy always say shit. it's like a heart condition. That's kind of the right. deal. Um, but you got kids dropping. And uh, to Sean's point too, how they blow things up on social media is what makes you think that a certain group of people is a certain way. I mean, Libs of TikTok's a, a perfect example of they showcase, you know, these crazy, uh, you know, left field, blue haired cat pronouns, like the whole nine. Right. No pun intended. But they do that. And it makes you feel like everybody on the quote unquote left is like this, like they're all this crazy. And really, that's just a small fraction of what that is over there, because I know a lot of people on the left that are really nice people that that are pretty sensible in a lot of ways. I might not agree with everything they do, but it's the same thing with the right. I mean, the right gets, I mean, they get their butt cheeks tight over stuff all the time. And it's like, it, 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 it's, it's mind blowing, but I think it is social media as good as it can be in some ways, especially like, like we, we probably wouldn't have connected if it wasn't for social media, you know what I mean? Or, or, or emails or whatever. Um, it's a great thing. And it's and, and it's something we can use, but it's so bad. And in the past, I would say four to five years, really since right around that time Trump was about to get in office, like right when like the Q stuff was hitting, you had like all that, you know, Pizzagate, all that was going on and was leading into like Trump's big win. And then it led into this where we're at now 2020 and now we're in on Joe Biden's 50th clone. And like, we're on all this stuff right now. And I think that's pretty much what's happened with social media. It's helped divide and then divide again, divide again. You got all these splinter cell groups and everybody's mad at each other. And, and we're just not connecting with who people are on the inside. And I realized that, you know, the blue haired, uh, pronoun million pronoun having person is just a small portion of really what's going on over there in the left a lot of them are centrists and don't really like a lot of stuff that's going on but because they feel like their team has to win they'll put up with some of that stuff just to try to get what they think is the betterment of the country yeah and i've said that for a little bit now where they take the fringes of society and blow them up and make it seem like that's that's that side and like you said that's the other side when really probably 98 percent of people fall somewhere in the middle where some lean a little more crazy and some don't but they're the very very loud fringes are the ones that get blown up and make everybody seem like that's how these people are thinking and then they're like they stand back like a like a rooster fight and they're like all right go at it now 
I think we all need to get together with all of the people we don't agree with and just play a round of cards against humanity. Take the people who don't agree with you. Like they, they're the blue haired people who are yelling about the vax or yelling about Hillary Clinton being their idol or whatever the fuck doesn't matter. Get together, play cards against humanity. Tell me you guys don't fucking laugh. That is how we should be living our lives. You know, we've mentioned blue hair a lot. I feel like uh, we're going to end up coining a new term called being harassed, uh, you know, when you're against uh, people with a certain hair color, because that's the kind of sh world that we live in now. It's like, oh, you don't like my hair. You're a hair. Yeah, I was saying to include her in like, the game. That was my point. Oh, I wasn't talking to you directly. Jen. <laughs> I, no, no, no. no. I, I just popped into my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. And they push you to the God, other side, people. though, like pretty bad. Like, uh, again, I, I was at a funeral. And I was talking to him with one of my brother's friends and like, he's like, yeah, man, I got doxxed, you know, and like I'm in a white lives matter thing and all this stuff. You know what I mean? He's like a big, and now they pushed him to this point of where he thinks like, and, and, and we agree on a lot of points. And so I think he, I think I got to him a little bit, you know, like I, I was like, look, bro, it's the working class. The thing that people tell you, it's not the, the Jews. It's not the, uh, the immigrants. It, what it is, is they're always coming after the working class in the, in the entire world. It's the globalist versus the working class, wherever you're at. If you keep that, we kind of got something to face off, but they want you to push people into these extremes so we can get to that level. Of, Isn't that weird? Though, hate. The working class is kind of the backbone of what makes everything run correctly. What do you think the goal is in dividing those people? They, we've gone rounds about this, about how it's, it's about money, and then you have the Depop agenda, and that's definitely not about money. If you're trying to kill everyone off, then it's not. It's not about money. They have all the money. They have more money than God. It's not about that. So why are you trying to break the backbone of society by dividing the working class? What? And it comes down to, oh, because they want what happened in the French Revolution, where you have the top 1% and the bottom, all the peasants. And they do whatever the fuck the 1% says in that. See, that sounds like a Democratic fucking liberal. The, you know, Occupy Wall Street type shit. Well, Jen, Jen brought up that point. I think it was a couple months ago about a bug's life when Hopper says if they realize that they out um, outnumber us 100 to 1, there goes our way of life. It's like they don't when those you have those three classes, you know, upper class, middle class and, and lower class. It's like, yeah, they're not worried about the people that don't have money to finance anything that could throw them off. And they have all the money. So the only people that show a threat are people that have some money and are the bigger class because they could, in theory and in actuality, force that upper class to actually do the things that they want it to do. So as long as they divide us and we're fighting with each other, we're not looking at them. I mean, that's their goal, but it's not working. Definitely, it's not working. But because people are able to now communicate and people like us, like it's not all about like using that hate if you use the hate and the fear then it's going to continue to the same cycle we have to break these cycles or like all these people we're breaking generational curses you know what i mean we're breaking generational curses around here you know what i'm saying i'm a wolf I, I identify as a fucking wolf turtle you know what i mean like whatever the fuck that shit is and laugh at it like we used to do make fun of people it's not bullying like just i mean don't go overboard like you don't have but little jokes and stuff humor break make people laugh Worry about yourself. Everybody's worried about everybody else, but nobody's trying to improve themselves. They're like, oh, you shouldn't smoke. Well, what, what are you doing? You shouldn't drink. What are you doing with your life? Better yourself. 
everybody bettered themselves, we'd be in a better world. Right. And better yourself to the best of your ability and what you think is good for you. Because if you want to eat vegan and consider, you know, subsist on eating grass uh, juice or something, I don't care. Give to, if you want to juice your yard, <laughs> go ahead. I don't care. Eat fucking sawdust, whatever you want, whatever makes you Stop feel better. Worrying about what the fuck everyone else is doing. <laughs> Stop. Every single person, everyone, even the ones you care about, you have to let them go and you can still care about them from afar. I'm not saying don't give a fuck about them and let them die. No, you can care about them, but let them make their own mistakes just like they're letting you make your own mistakes like you want to be left alone. Well, and that's what came back to the the argument about how crafty they were, like Ben was saying earlier, about how they made it seem like what you're doing is for other people. They they uh, made it seem like it was your fault if you didn't do something and it had nothing to do with your own choices it was if you don't do this you're going to affect grandma and everybody else so you have to and if you don't and if you don't post on facebook with that profile frame that means you must be a MAGA trump republican who's anti-vax and thinks the earth is flat and hollow at the same time so fuck you so make sure you get it to what you guys were talking about too and what shine and i talk about on the show a lot is we move towards you know growth as, as humans i feel like if you're growing and you're consistently trying to grow people see that and they naturally want to know why and that way you can connect with people on a deeper level and you're able to share some of these things that we're talking about today and it makes sense to them i think if we spend a lot of time fighting um we're never going to get through to anybody at that point and i think that's something at least i try to do again it can be tough like joe said when somebody's just being a fucking idiot so (laughs) it's tough it's not easy all the time definitely not easy all the time but I think when like-minded people come together and are able to share ideas, it kind of helps people. And then, like, just don't hate people. Like, try your best to not dehumanize people. That's the goal. It's like, of course, you're going to have a bad day. Of course, you're going to cut somebody out. But if you're able to come back and be like, you know what? Let me hold this door open for somebody, even though that some people are going to be like, you're a a misogynist because I can open my own door. And then throw it in their face if they say that. You know what I mean? Like, that's whatever. Like, you can do that. Like, you can... Try to live a good life like I tell everybody all the time. All I'm sure you guys obviously do the same thing. Live your life. Like, I could talk about the craziest shit, like, like government conspiracy or we could go to aliens, big for whatever we're talking about. I'm not consumed with it. I go and then I go chill with my friends. I chill with my family. We hang out. We have a good time. Like, that's what it's about. If, if you're consuming, whether it's the news propaganda or it's the QAnon alerts, with whatever you're you're associating with, if you're consumed with it and rooted in it, you're gonna be like, oh my god, we need you're you're losing your life. You're losing out. To me, the way you really win is you live a happy life. Like you win, you're winning. In order to do that, you have to not to sound wooey and weird, but you have to love yourself and be confident enough in yourself. And if every single person did that, we wouldn't be competing. We wouldn't care about what other people are doing. We wouldn't get angry when someone did something we didn't like. We could either find humor in it or not care about it at all. So if people worked on themselves and on anything they want, it can be any single thing they want to work on, but just focus on yourself and not being a you don't have to be selfish. It, some people have gotten confused when I've said that and thought that I'm saying you should be selfish and only do things for yourself. I don't mean that. I mean, care about yourself, love yourself and build yourself up. And then I think everything just kind of falls in place after that. But what the government does and what the media does 
I think from the very top, it trickles down to us caring about what everybody else is doing, whether it's doing good things, having a boat, having a big house. We talked about that on the show last night. I want to be something different than I am. I'm not good enough the way that I am. And when people feel good enough with the way that they are, they stop giving a fuck about what the government is trying to offer them. Like the free shit, like, oh, you can have all this stuff. Well, I don't care. I can grow my own food. No big deal. Or, and I don't have a job, but I can build houses and I can build my own goddamn house in the mountains if I want to. It doesn't matter. Take the worst case scenario that you can think of living on your own in the woods with no food and nothing. And if you can do all of those things for yourself, you don't have to depend on anyone else. And I bet you'll be a hell of a lot less stressed doing all of that work for yourself and not depending on people having to work at stop and shop, checking groceries from nine to five or whatever the fuck, you know, listening to your manager bitch at you and tell you when to take your 10 minute break. You just, if you can be your own self-sufficient person and care about yourself first, then everything else falls in place. If every single person did that, I think this would be a much better world. Yeah. And there, that is the fine balancing act that I think everyone finds difficult is where you're caring about yourself first. It's like, you know, putting the oxygen mask on yourself before somebody else. You got to take care of yourself, then take care of other people. So I think people get divided into one or two spots on that where they're so caring about themselves that they don't give a fuck about anyone else. Or they care so much about what other people think about them that they're not doing what they need to do themselves. So it is a balancing act of, yes, focus on yourself and what you need and what your body needs and whatever else. Also understand where other people are coming from. That's really fucking hard to do. Nobody's mastered that that I've met yet. Well, so far. And take a joke, man. Things are yeah. funny. It's okay to laugh at shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Make fun of shit. <laughs> and, and if you don't like it, also another thing that people don't stop do need to stop doing. You don't like it. Stop watching it. Don't listen to it. Don't even talk shit about it because I see them all the time with music or movies. They're like, I hated that movie. Well, you know what? Now you just post it up to whatever your platform is. Now, if it's 10, 20, 30,000 people now saw it, they're like, hey, I might check that movie out. If you don't want people to see that or like even like right now, I know we're in this huge uh, satanic panic moment, right? Everything's sat satanic. You know, everything, no matter what it is now. And like, I get it. Like the cultic, uh, I see Joel over there is getting fired up. He's like, hey, man, <laughs> you know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, but the, my point is that if you don't want to watch the satanic Grammys, don't watch it. Like, don't give them your money. Just don't pay attention to it. Don't post about it constantly where you're like, we need to get rid of this. And you're like, but now you're causing that whole shift where we're going back to the, you know, conservative uh, uh, Christians of the 50s and 60s where they kind of push. I mean, they didn't even let Kevin Bacon dance. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Bacon just wanted to dance. He, that was his dream. He was like, hey, man, I just like to get a little, little foot loose, you know what I mean, a little bit. And, and they wouldn't let him do it. Why? Because Satan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, That's, get anybody named Bacon? You let that, anybody named Bacon, you let them do whatever the fuck they want. Because that's a badass fucking name. Yeah. This is America. And we fucking love Bacon. So I know that now we're 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 in a position, whether it's based on consumerism or whatever else, we've been conditioned that whatever it is that is good, all of it, get more of it all the time. If it's bad, none of it ever. It's like, guys, first of all, what is good or bad for you may not be the same for someone else. Um, what diet works for you may not work for somebody else. It, we, we have this idea that if you go in a direction, it's it's got to be all of it all the time and everybody else needs to do it, too. It's like there's that line moderation in all things that comes out of the New Testament in the Bible. It's like, here's the thing. 
regardless of what you think religiously or spiritually, regardless of what good book you're reading or into, there are really good things from all of these different places. That is one of the most important things. Moderation in everything, because something that's good, you can have too much of, and it can turn bad. And if it does, learn your lesson. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means that you were bad in doing too much of that. I take pot gummies at night for insomnia. Guess what? I don't even like fucking being high. I don't. I haven't for a long time. But I take them because it was a lot better than me continuing to drink and kill myself drinking. So I quit drinking. But I'm not going to piss on people who drink. I did it for 15 years. You want to go drink? Go ahead and do it. I couldn't moderate it. I, I was an asshole. I couldn't moderate it. So I had to cut that out for me. But if you want to go get drunk and slam shots or Jaeger bombs in front of me, go for it. Actually, more power to you. Have a good time. If you can handle that, that's awesome. I'm too old for that. Not doing fucking Jaeger bombs. I stick to light beer. But yeah, I mean, if, if it's just moderation in all things. If you're going to do something, that's fine. But don't shit on other people who don't. And don't act like you have to do it all the time. And this, it's like this mindset that we're, everybody's kind of getting conditioned in. Yeah. And like you said, a good thing can be bad for you if you do too much of it. I tried to do an all like fresh veggie diet, like an uncooked veggie thing just for one day. That did not turn out so good on the toilet. Let me tell you, not good. <laughs> it's not a way I want to live. I don't know if anybody else wants to go for it. That's not for me. I need a little bit of meat to you know, solid that shit up a little bit. To Ben's point, too, uh, uh, I had a friend that his sister's boyfriend got really drunk, right? And he got in his car because they were fighting, and he, he ended up hitting and killing somebody, right? So then he was out on bail, and I was out there. Like, uh, uh, I was actually in Michigan, but I was visiting everybody, so I, I flew out there. We're going to go watch football, but we're sitting in my friend's backyard. We're drinking. I mean, we're getting hammered. You know what I mean? We were getting super hammered, and he's like, you know, you guys really need to be careful about drinking. I go, and, and he just kept going on. So I finally go, hey, look, man, I've never got in a car and killed somebody when I'm drinking, so I think I'm all right. I, I'm just going to stay the night here. I'm not going anywhere. And he just shot. I'm going to hang up my fucking keys. Like I have two DUIs. I'm 32 years old. And at 32 years old, I have spent 25% of my life on probation. That doesn't mean that I'm going to tell other people not to drink. All I hope is that I am a poster child of somebody who got lucky. I made a post on Facebook a couple years ago on New Year's Eve about being safe. And I, I, the picture that I posted was of my actual DUI folder and all the charges and everything that they had brought against me. And all I told them is I said, look, I got lucky. Yeah, I'll spend eight years on probation. But the arrest went fine. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't make it worse. My DUI stories are boring. But pray that anything you do in that kind of a way is boring. Because exciting DUI stories do not turn out well. Don't be an asshole. If you're going to do this, at least have some kind of cognitive awareness that if you're going to be stupid, pray to fucking God it's not exciting. Because you're going to absolutely F your life up or kill someone. That's awesome that you have that mentality, Ben, because I remember when you got pulled over the second time at least. And you were like, God damn it. I'm so unlucky that what, what are the odds that this cop would pull me over? And you thought it was so unfortunate because you weren't really drunk. It was actually, honestly, to anyone, it was like, Oh, it's kind of unfair. But to your point, 
you were drunk behind the wheel and you could have killed somebody and you learned a lesson from that, even though it was maybe not immediately, but you learned that and then put that out there for people. That's awesome. Appreciate it. And that would have been super tough though. Like I tell people all the time, I couldn't like, man, if I die or I'm half, like I'm paralyzed or I have to pay a fine or I'm in jail. Yeah. I would talk a little shit, but man, I couldn't imagine like, you know what I mean? Act, you know what I mean? Accidentally killing somebody. And then you have to think about it forever. And you're going to be like, man, I don't know how you live with yourself with that. You know, that's probably one of the hardest things. And I agree with you, Ben. I think it's moderation and it's what works for you. What works for Ben or what works for Joe or what works for Joel. Man, that was a lot of Joel's Joel. Like, man, I think I got a little tongue twist right there. <laughs> Whatever works for any of us, right? Do it. Do what's best for you. And who cares what everybody else is doing? And, and to Jen's point, when we say who cares, it doesn't mean it's saying don't mm-hmm. let it affect you. Hey, you can still have good relationships with them. You don't have to do yoga. You know what I mean? They do yoga. You don't have to do yoga. You like to drink. I drink. Some people don't. I have friends that don't like to drink. And I go, you could be the designated driver. You know what I mean? That that works out for me. You know, it becomes beneficial in my way. But I think this was a great conversation. I think uh, everything we had, we didn't know where we're going to go at. I love that. And I think we're all kind of on the same mind wave, right? We all have the same mindset of just critically think. I feel like that was the whole thing. And I think I'm going to call this episode because I was thinking common sense conspiracies, right? It's just common sense. Like the government's lying to you. It's pretty common sense. But before we get out of here, could you guys let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah. And first of all, common sense is, you know, as the saying goes, not very common anymore. All all it takes is driving around for five minutes or maybe going into your local Walmart and you'll know that that's not common anymore, at least on the surface, until you get to know people. And then you're like, ah, oh, you're, yeah, you're okay. I can see, kind of see where <laughs> you're coming from. But now you can find us uh, anywhere you get podcasts, Rockfin. Uh, that's R O K F I N. I know it sounds like something else, but rockfin.com slash legit bat. A couple of videos on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, we do have a Facebook page too, but I don't really do a whole lot on there either. But yeah, that's about it. Thanks for having us, you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it too. And you know, you can find us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Sean Chris Music at Instagram, Van Tesla Music on Instagram, and on all your you know platforms of of podcasting, podcasting 2.0. Don't forget that. That's you know because we're gonna probably get deleted someday off Apple and Spotify. So get yourself a podcast 2.0 app today, and don't go stream our music, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms. And uh, Joel, I, I was wondering if you were triggered today because we have a guest named Jen, if that like kind of triggered you. Well, I will say this, you, that did. And then the fact that you said common sense, and I think it's only common sense, Sean, that Jen Saki will pick up my calls tonight. I told you she's been slowly picking up my calls over the past couple months, but tonight it is it's the night sean it's the night it's it's where i get past her picking up and saying fuck you and then it's gonna be like all right what do you gotta say because in the end when we connect and we have that perfect race of ginger babies it will ascend into the new millennium and and this is how it's gonna happen sean and you know it yeah i do you know hashtag save the gingers you know how we do it here wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up Bird killers! Tonight, I will speak directly to these people and make the situation perfectly clear to them. The security of this nation depends on complete and total compliance. No, we won't comply. They wanna lag us up for shit, the party's outside.
true. Nursing home deaths, they hit the proof. They want you living in a state of fear. Mass surveillance made it crystal clear. Gestapo wants to stop us for our papers. Cock back, that motherfucker caught the vapor. Fuck these Nazi commies, zombies. We taking shots, paparazzi. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. Let go. My people be coming so violently to fight. The governments be lying. We strapped up and ain't compliant. Life of a lion, multiplying sirens. A thin blue line enforce a gender of tyrants. Legacy the media, state from propaganda. Central intelligent handlers, libel carers. Manipulation tactics deceiving the masses. Manufacture crisis, turns your liberties to ashes. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. Lego, build a biochemical dependent nation. Mandatory experimental inoculations. Re-education camps. Stay concentrated. Federal Reserve printing up dollars. Hyperinflation. Social media censorship. Silence the voice of the voiceless. I'm like a fascist dictatorship. Dodging Alistair Crowley's occultic wizardry. Rocking my tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. No, we won't comply. They wanna lock us up for shit. The party's outside. Lego. Chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Oh, shit. Oh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.